0: The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. Fantasy Focus. Fantasy fantasy
1: Focus. One week until football, and for those of you that are watching us on video right now or will watch it eventually on demand, if you're deeply disturbed, you're not the only one. I will be buying that calendar somewhat begrudgingly, but I do want to support the cause. For those who are listening on audio, we just played a 90-second clip of the fantasy show calendar, and I saw Matthew Barry Sands shirt. Field Yates, Matthew Barry, Stefania Bell in here one week until football. Everybody can rejoice in that reality.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: Very exciting. I, I'm ready. Of course, the Packers will travel to Chicago for the opening game. Coming up on today's show, we are going to talk about Stefania's notable injury question marks. Quarterbacks, tight ends, ACLs, of course, running backs and wide receivers. Matthew's 10 list of 10 is coming out on ESPN.com today, I believe. It's already Where, out. It's, it's already, already out. out. We will dig into some of Matthew's 10 list of 10s. But before we get to that, we have some news. Those of you who previously remembered that we uh, announced we were going to Baltimore for a live show, great city of Baltimore, where the Ravens, of course, call home. Have we announced a date previously? What do we announce? Just Baltimore? We just announced Baltimore. So we so left this is it all blank. Besides that, exactly. Baltimore, we are headed to you on Tuesday, September 17th at an excellent venue. Rams head live. From what I hear from my people, my friends in Baltimore, yeah. it is a cool spot. Lamar Jackson loves it. Hang on, him. wait. Do you have people? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, Willie Sneed. Wait, hang on, yeah. hang on, hang on. Earl Thomas time wait hold on i want
3: to i watched the wire and, we, i i have as well
1: i don't know that that counts like
3: i've had a crab cake um so wait i've been to maryland do you do you, you have people so we, define people define like uh, if if i'm hey i'm one of fields people my relation to you is what uh to be like, honest do, you, i don't do you think have, I, know. Do you like, I don't actually know do you have know the anybody. cell phone do you have the cell phone of anyone that lives in baltimore
1: don't believe so when you put it that way i don't believe so <laughs> I have actually, when was the like, last time you, know, you actually talked? He has friends he ha- just hasn't met yet. That's right, it's That's, that's yeah. right. Some Ravens, Ravens folks. Besides that, that's
0: about it. To be fair, Rams had live is a dope venue, and I'm really excited to be able to go there because you've been there because I, right, I lived dude? in Baltimore for two and a half years. Yeah. yeah.
1: See, so he has
0: people. So
3: this Daniel is a, has. Wait people. a minute, hang on for a second. So just to be clear, so we we went to three live shows this year, like, right. and I'm not part of the process. That right. goes into picking where we go for live shows, how many we do. I have, I'm just, believe me when I tell you this, America. I little, I do what I told. I am, I am literally, I am a, I am a, am uh, literally a robot here. And so I am, do, I do what I'm told. And so, uh, we picked three places this year. New York, where we always go. Okay. Whatever. But, um, Detroit, where Daniel's from. Right. Which yeah. was a raucous crowd, by the way. Thank you for tremendous. that, Detroit. Maybe
1: our best crowd ever in a live show at Detroit.
3: Detroit was amazing. And then Baltimore, where Daniel lived for like two and a half years. So why don't you then say, and then okay. next year we go into Orlando, where or you no, went to college.
1: we're going to Hawaii no, next exactly. year. We're going to Hawaii next year. Looking forward to that. We're doing a yes. show <laughs> from the beach. Waikiki Beach live show. I used to. live right. me up. wait. I'm two and there. a half right. blocks from your house. Uh, See, where you today, were in the you know service. The um, all right. So we are going to Ramshead Live. It's Tuesday, September
0: 17th. It says all ages are welcome. Is that different from what our normal... Normally, we just do 21 and over, a little bit more no, of a... No, uh, uh, normally, you have to be accompanied. If you are a minor, you have to be accompanied by an adult over 21. This is an all ages it. welcome venue. Does that okay, mean I have right. to
3: like? I have to watch my language?
1: I get a little salty at the live
3: stream. No, shows. you can do whatever yeah, you want true. to
0: do. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh,
1: Daniel uh, so, uh, Chapin, who just texted me, uh, she was born in Boston. Wow, Chapin's she... birthday tomorrow. Big, big day tomorrow. Big day. <laughs> what have you got planned? Well, we are. I'm going to be working. No, we're actually going. We're traveling uh, for the weekend for a uh, for a wedding. One of our dear friends from college. So, uh, it's
3: but we got some. Season.
1: I can't give away all the all the all the.
3: Surprises. Yeah, that's right. just, T-
1: I have a wedding tomorrow
3: too, as well. Not mine. Tomorrow? But yeah. No. Beth. Yeah. Beth and I are the Friday night wedding. Okay. Beth and I. Wow. Beth and I have a a Friday night wedding tomorrow night that we'll be at. So. Okay. Yeah. Um. Tis the season, I suppose. Lots to get to today, as you mentioned. Stefania has a
1: bunch of injury questions. We have my 10 list of 10. But before we say that, RamsHeadLive.com for tickets. They go on sale August 30th, tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Refresh that browser, 10 a.m. Eastern time. RamsHeadLive.com. Time now for football. Rewind.
2: Rewind. Rewind. Rewind the from the
1: National football League.
3: This is the Instant Instant play did we announce when it actually is? I know we we announced that like it was five times just a minute the ago. the Tuesday September 17th did we mention that yeah. yeah all right I don't listen to the show I only download
0: <laughs>
1: Uh, quarterback and tight end injuries where we begin and Stefania, you are on the clock. We discussed him quite a bit this week, but Cam Newton, what do you think about him going into this season?
2: Right. Just the, the summary on cam is he's been one of the biggest spotlights in the offseason given that he's a thrower who had shoulder surgery. And the good news is when they went in to look at his shoulder to clean it up, he basically had a procedure to remove debris in the shoulder, courtesy of the physical style of play that he enjoys. Uh, they looked at the rotator cuff repair and it looked great. So that's very good news for Cam's health going forward. And if he can stay healthy for the rest of the season, they're already past the foot issue that happened in the preseason, then I think he could really have a big bounce back year.
1: All right. Good news there.
3: So, which is good news. And it's interesting because, like, you and I are both lower on him field than the consensus rank. So he's currently going. I dropped got him
1: at quarterback five. You've oh. got him at quarterback
3: nine. Okay. Yep. Uh, then you have him higher than the consensus ranks. I have him at QB, uh, I have him at QB nine. So yeah, I mean, I lowered him a little bit here just because again, he's played 16 games total the last two years, you know, and so there's, and I know Ron Rivera said he's definitely going to play week one Mm -hmm. or that, right? And you, you feel confident in that as well, Stefania. But just the fact that there was even a question just again reminds you that here's a guy that, you know, just takes a lot of hits and has been banged up again, 16 games played total. Over the last two years, having said that, when he's in there, he's awesome. He he was the third best
1: quarterback in fantasy through 13 weeks last season. So. Greg Olson, his teammate Stefania, also dealing with an injury of his own that he's returning from.
2: Right. Mr. Reliable for nine straight seasons. Then in 2017, only plays seven games because of foot fracture. Refractures it in 2018. Also tore the plantar fascia, which when I talked to him uh, during training camp, that was the more problematic issue. Both of the, both of those things are better Once you tear the plantar fascia, the problems with that resolve to a great degree And the surgery that he had, the second procedure for the Jones fracture Is a more robust procedure, virtually zero refracture rate in that procedure I will say this, he's 34 years old And part of the way you keep a guy like that around is you manage his reps So I expect a healthier Greg Olson this year But will you see him on the field for every play like years past? Probably not
1: and my expectations are about what you just said. Not every snap he's on the field. I've got him at tight end 14. Recently, Olson actually said, like, I probably won't have 1,000 yards this season. Sorry. I think that when players continue to play, we expect them to, in their own minds, stay where they have been for much of their career. Greg Olson understands how father time works. I've got him as tight end 14. Feels about right. There's so few worthwhile tight ends in the NFL this season.
3: By the way, I got the, uh, I got the stat wrong on Cam Newton. I completely got the stat wrong on Cam Newton. So, in terms of how many games he's missed. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, not missed 16 games over he's the past He's not missed 16 games over the past two years. That's Greg Olson, actually. My notice messed up. That's my fault.
1: That's my apologies. Okay. So, Cam Newton has just not be been there for as much. But Greg he has, he has, has been missed. banged up. He has certainly been banged up.
3: He's certainly been banged
1: up. Greg Olson has missed 16 games over the past two seasons, but I'm just, you know, I think, like, Lower, like don't. I I ended up out of. Uh, ended up with Greg Olson in an auction draft last night, and I might be scouring the waiver wire prior to week one. Although it is how much should papers. you pay? A dollar. Oh, I nominated him, and I, I thought someone would get up. <laughs> you <laughs> you <laughs> got, got crickets. I got crickets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
3: look, here's the thing about Greg Olson, right? Is that Look, he's been productive when he's been healthy, and I get that he's lowered expectations here, but that's baked in—I mean, you got him for a dollar. He's right, going super I know, late. But
1: so the thing is, I, I already had Chris Herndon, who I was excited about, so I was <laughs> looking to land with somebody else. I don't want to roster three tight ends. to keep keeper league, so I like Herndon, etc., etc., Olson should be able to last four games till Herndon comes back that's my hope is that it's my hope is that he can get me through four games uh Jordan Reed Stefania we know it's it's an annual rite of passage for right. you to talk about Jordan Reed as it, it pertains to his injury well
2: he's had injuries throughout his career but last year he played 13 games that was he did finish on IR with a foot injury but that was the most games he'd played since 2015 um he started very healthy this year in camp and there was a question whether they would even play him in the preseason they do. And he suffers a concussion. I think this has gotten more attention because Jordan Reed has a concussion history. One year went on IR because of them as a part of his overall injury history. And I, I think even though they expect him to be ready for week one, this is just sort of your annual reminder that there is some injury risk that's baked into Jordan Reed's body.
1: Seven documented concussions for Jordan Reed. It's a scary number. It's a scary thing to have just one concussion. Seven of them is scary for Jordan Reed. Matthew, you are a Redskins fan, uh, but you're not necessarily ranking with your heart. You've got him at tight end 20.
3: Yeah, I mean, I it, I
1: love Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's one of my favorite
3: players, but health is an issue, and he was having such a great camp. You know, but again, and Stefania brings that up, like there's some upside there. Obviously, it's baked into his ADP, right? He's currently going as as tight end 15 here, but, you know, the concern here on on uh, on Jordan Reed, obviously is health, he's already been banged up once again, like, he was having this great camp, and we're like, he's finally healthy, and he feels great, and then boom. By the way, the NFL, which, you know, was a completely vicious and illegal hit that Can O'Neill put on him in that preseason game, like, it was helmet-to-helmet helmet right there in the ear hole, you know, but, a, and nothing gets called, of course, but whatever. Um The fact is, is that, you know, another concussion. His seventh. His seventh. His seventh, re- seventh. I mean, like, it. you know, it's awful. Like, there's a, you sit here and you see Andrew Luck retiring, and just as a human being, you're sort of like, Jordan Reed, what are you doing to yourself? Right? You know, like, like if Jordan Reed retired tomorrow, would you blame him? Would anyone blame him for after what he's gone through? And so, you know, like, again, he's literally one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's one of my favorite players on the Redskins. And there's obvious talent there. I mean, like, listen, so if you want to draft, he's going as tight end 15. Yeah, there's the upside is obvious, right? And you, but you're going to have to roster two tight ends, you know, and, and so, you know. Anyway, it just depends on sort of the kind of player you are. I will say that I think as long as he is healthy, he leads the Redskins in targets and receptions.
1: Good reason that I have more optimistically ranked at tight end nine going into the season. Delaney, Walker, Stefania, just such a tight... Was, That's was a no high rank, by the way, a top a ten tight end for Jordan Reed. As you just said, he has a good chance to lead them in targets if he stays yep. healthy. And yes. if he plays in week one, and Stefania didn't indicate he wouldn't play in week one, then... That's where I'm ranking him accordingly. Wow. I was going to say that Laney Walker has been a Titan for a long time, yes. which is sort of a stupid pun, true. but it's true. He has been so reliable <laughs> last respects. year. Uh, ripped the ankle up, Stefania. What's the latest there? Yeah,
2: terrible injury. Um, Ankle fracture, required surgery, injured in week one, as you mentioned. But this guy previously had played at least 15 games a season since 2011. And in the three years prior to that, he'd only missed three games total. So durability is still... A hallmark of Delaney Walker. That was just an unfortunate injury. And yes, he's 33 years old, but look, he's already been out in the preseason, even scored a touchdown. He's still going to be a reliable outlet, especially in the middle distance uh, routes for Marcus Mariota. So if you're looking for volume, he's never been a huge touchdown guy, but if you're looking for volume at a tight end, I still think Delaney Walker is a value.
1: All right, interesting there. Good to hear that, you know, the health concerns are somewhat mitigated given how far he is removed from that recovery. He caught 60 or more passes in each of his first five seasons with Tennessee. Think about all the players we're discussing in Tennessee who were like, yeah, but the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, it has not bothered him. The first three years of Marcus Mariota's career, but let's throw away last year when Delaney Walker basically missed the entire season, were not impacted in a dramatic way by below-average quarterback play. I've got him as tight end 11. Matthew has him as tight end 10. His ADP is also tight end 10. All right, Stefania, you're back on the clock. This yeah. time, no injuries. Yeah. Just hiring sites. Just
2: hiring. You know, hiring's challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where going businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. And Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. I know. I I stole that from you, Field. At this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
1: Again. For free. All right, let's get into Matthew's ten lists of ten. And this one is under the guise of list one. It's the ten preseason storylines that you are buying, Matthew. So storylines that have been bubbled up, whether it's media coverage, whether it's things that have happened in the game, you name it. They've happened, you are buying them. And we begin with Didi Westbrook, the connection he has with Nick Foles. You think it's real?
3: it's real and it's spectacular, Field Yates. So look, I already had Westbrook as a sleeper heading into the twenty nineteen season. Then they then they go ahead and make the deal for Nick Foles and they bring in John D. Filippo. Like I loved I liked how Westbrook looked last year. I thought he was by far the best uh Jaguars wide receiver, and that was not only from an eye standpoint, you know, an eye test standpoint, it was also the numbers bared that out as well, right? So you think about week three, sort of the the, the dress rehearsal game uh that they the Jaguars played. Westbrook saw seven targets. And also got into the end zone there. Like, I don't know. Like, again, here's a guy that was top eight in both slot targets and slot yards. Nick Foles, if you look at his numbers, uh, since 2017, he completes over 70% of his pass to the slot, a three to one touchdown interception ratio. That is a much better rate, uh, than he, he throws outside the numbers. That's probably true for a lot of quarterbacks, but specifically with Foles here. And so, yeah, Dee Westbrook, who I think is the best wide receiver, and seems to already have a connection there with Nick Foles. He's currently going as wide receiver thirty-four on ESPN, a tenth-round pick. I think he's a bargain there. I think, I think, I think there's going to be more value in the passing game of Jacksonville
1: than people think. You mentioned John D. Filippo. I was watching the game last Thursday night against Miami, and Troy Aikman relayed the story that he was speaking with John D. Filippo, as in the former Vikings offensive coordinator, as in the guy who coached Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And he said, D.D. Westbrook." This is John Filippo. He's the best route runner he has ever been around. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys is ready for a breakout season. Matthew, that's not Z's contract or Dak's contract or Amari Cooper's contract.
3: What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, and people also talk about Tony Pollard as well. So that's been sort of all the news around Dallas as well. But I just think people are not really talking about Michael Gallup here. But I think there's some people, there's some underlying uh you know thoughts that he could have a big breakout season and I'm on board with that. I am buying that storyline here. Right last year, top 12 in air yards per target, including the playoffs, either had a touchdown or at least seven targets in five of the Cowboys' last six games. So seemed to be getting more of a connection with Dak Prescott, more of a uh more comfortable in that offense here. And his target share, here's the interesting thing is people are like, oh well, Amari Cooper's there, right? Now well if you look at his target share before Amari Cooper got there, it was 11% after it was almost 16%. So he actually got a higher target share once Amari Cooper showed up. There was a play in the third preseason game. Uh, it was third and 12 uh, on the, uh I want to say like the 15 or 16 for the Cowboys. They were in scoring position. Play broke down. Dak is scrambling around, and he found Michael Gallup in the end zone. It was just one of those things that, like, again, a little bit of a backyard play, but I thought it was very indicative of the connection those two have, and Gallup caught the touchdown here. So, again, Gallup's going super late. It's not even been drafted in a lot of ESPN Standard Leagues. I like the talent a lot. He was a high draft pick. I want to say second round. Third round pick. Third round pick for the Cowboys, and... uh yeah, like him a lot, and I think with the defensive attention that Mari Cooper gets, Gallup ready for a breakout season to take the next step.
1: Stefania, I'm a novice when it comes to injuries. I'll just tell—I'll be—I'll be entirely clear though. One that I fear more than others is plantar fascia because it just feels like the kind of thing that just persists and persists and persists, and it never—it's like an itch that never goes away.
2: Uh, you're very true about that. It's typically a chronic condition, but there are varying degrees of it. It really depends on the severity of whether a guy can play through it or not. Amari Cooper originally described as having a heel bruise when I was in camp. That's what they were calling it. Thought he was only going to miss a couple of days of practice. Now it's being called plantar fasciitis. And since the plantar fascia attaches to the heel, that actually does fit. Neither Cooper nor the Cowboys seems very concerned about his availability for week one. And they're noting he's already doing running, just not quite at full speed and not, not back in practice yet. They're obviously not going to put him out in the preseason. And Cooper states he's played with this before and had a thousand yards receiving despite having this condition in the past. So when a player has managed through something before, not that you're always going to take them at their word, but it is encouraging. Of course, it can flare up at any time. So you have to consider that there's a potential for risk there. But I think with the team and the player being on alert about it going into the season early, you know, early as far as starting a camp, everyone will be proactive in addressing it. Uh, there are things they can do to help try and keep it at bay. So right now I would say the risk factor is noted, but still on the relatively low side.
1: Okay, good. That last part makes you feel better about having Amari Cooper, who still checks in, by the way, is a top 15 wide receiver for all of us, including his ADP, which is right now wide receiver 11. The Ravens offense is going to be more pass happy than you think. What? What? And more fantasy friendly than people think? And we're going to Baltimore on September 17th. The Rams had live. You're buying all of these things? To hang with your people. To hang with my people.
3: Hang with your people. Yeah. Uh, my wife has a cousin, Candy, lives in Baltimore. Candy, also. I like yeah. that name. Cool. Uh, she's very sweet. I'll have to invite her out.
1: Ha ha ha, I see there what you're you there.
3: Yes. <laughs> that was a joke? Thank you. Is that, is no, that a bad joke? No, she's legitimately very sweet. But, sorry, I know she like, she's, she's probably heard that a million times in her life. Right, Hawaii. right, got it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, so I think that there's kind of a... You know, there's been some buzz, and and I think the general consensus is that the Ravens are going to be like this crazy run heavy team, like they were last year once Lamar Jackson took over here. But there's been some underlying rumblings, if you will, from people that cover the team, including our own Jamison Hensley, and they talk about the fact that this is going to be more wide open. Again, Lamar Jackson recently said he's expecting to attempt, uh, to attempt around 30 passes a game. Okay, so I mean, like, and and that's not a crazy number, right? But that's a lot more than I think you would have expected a few months ago if all you did was watch. Uh, all the games Lamar Jackson started last year. Look, we've heard John Harbaugh say, like, we're going to revolution, revolutionize the NFL in terms of our offense. I'm not sure I buy that. Um, but I do think that uh they're going to open it up a lot more. I think they're going to let uh Lamar Jackson chuck it. I think there's a reason why they drafted guys like Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, like, they want, and Justice Hill, like, they want some speed, you know what I mean? And I think they're going to play at a much faster pace than people expect from last year. I think there's going to be some fantasy values to be had. All the Ravens, even Ingram, every Raven is going really, really late in drafts. And so I think there's some value to be had for all the Baltimore, both uh, Lamar Jackson. I like Marquise Brown as a late flyer. Justice Hill I know you like as well. We've talked about him. So – yeah, I just uh I think the Ravens are going to surprise a lot of people in terms of their pass happy and fantasy friendly
1: offense. Everybody eats this year in Baltimore, is what Matthew is telling me, including those who go to Ramshead Live on September seventeenth <laughs> for our live show. Nobody will be sleeping on this Ravens offense anymore after what Matthew Barry just told us. Listen, I, listen,
3: I'm not saying it's going to be the greatest show on turf. Just to clarify, but I do think compared to what we saw last year, where it was just like. Run, run some more, run again. Are we running? Oh yeah, we're running again. Like I think it's going to be much more of a mixture. I think they're going to be much more up tempo, and I think Lamar Jackson has a chance
1: to be like a top five fantasy quarterback. I was I, my segue. You, you kind of kill my vibe. Did I kill there. your vibe. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Nobody is sleeping on the Ravens' offense anymore. Where you are sleeping? Let me tell you about. Oh, sleep. I see what you're doing. <laughs> when sleep was number? the last time you really slept great? Not on the Ravens' offense, that's for sure. I see what you did. there. not it strange? It will just about will try just about anything to sleep better. When it actually could be time for a new mattress? Seriously. If you aren't getting the quality sleep you deserve, you should check out Sleep Number, the Sleep Number bed. Right now at Sleep Number store at right now at Sleep Number stores is the biggest sale of the year. All beds are on sale and queen mattresses
0: start at 899. Wish your mattress could be firmer or softer? Yes. That's what you do. Which one? I wish that it could be both at the same time. Oh, I want a firm underneath layer Ooh, with a soft top That's to it. funny, Daniel, because that's what Sleep Number is famous for. You can adjust each side of the
1: bed so it's just right for both of you. How about a bed that helps keep you asleep? The Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts so you're effortlessly comfortable all night. Will you love it? Just ask J.D. Power. What do you think, J.D.? Sleep Number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses. For 2018 award information, visit jdpower.com. Come in during the biggest sale of the year for a limited time. Save 50% on a Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you at sleepnumber.com slash FFF. We continue to roll along. It's back to Stefania Bell, Steffi B., Steffi, good news or bad news? To be determined here in just a moment, we begin with A.J. Green. A.J. Green's giving people all kinds of heebie-jeebies right now.
2: Well, it's understandable. I'm afraid I don't have uh, encouraging words to offer there. Let's review. A.J. Green underwent surgery last December on his right big toe to repair ligaments that he damaged during the season, cut his season short. He had seven months to rehab, and all the indications were that he would be 100% going into this year, and that lasted for all of a couple days of camp because then he injured his opposite ankle, his left ankle, got tangled up with a DB, was in clear pain and frustrated. We were told that it was a sprain. It really hasn't been termed anything different, but Green underwent a surgical procedure, and when they do that, it tell, it gives you a suspicion that they're trying to get a better look at the joint. Now... Reports just last week of A.J. Green still being on a scooter, meaning that he is still protecting the ankle from full weight bearing, suggests that there is something going on within the joint. This is often what's done in the case of a cartilage injury. Why does that matter? Because if you factor in the time to progress to full weight bearing, walking, jogging, running, and then the hard stops and starts and planting pivoting that receiver needs to do, he is clearly multiple weeks away from a return. And even that doesn't eliminate the potential for ongoing problems during the season. I hope that's not the case, but I fear that it could be. All
1: right, that was bad. That sounded bad right there. That That is daunting. By the way, the NFL, like is it too much to ask NFL teams to practice on their own practice fields, not non-NFL fields? All right, too late, too soon, too late probably. Uh, but that sounds bad, Matthew. AJ Green, that's not good news right there. Sounds like, I mean, we, we thought there was a chance by the start of the regular season, regular season he would be close. It doesn't sound that close right now it doesn't and but i'm sort of coming around on
3: him a little bit in terms of where his adp is right in terms of like cuz he's dropping so much precipitously yeah like would not want to go in the season with aj green as my starter nowhere close but he's going in the 7th round mm, yeah wide receiver and, what wide receiver 27, 27. Mm. wide receiver 27 and so like He's going here's the wide receivers he's going around, he's like here's the the next couple of guys. Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Josh Gordon, Sammy Watkins, like like I think I'd rather have AJ Green there. Again, like assuming I've got in your if you're in the seventh round, so you've picked six players already, chances are you've got at least at least two of those six are wide receivers, yep. possibly even three. Yeah. So you're looking at him as likely your third or fourth wide receiver right here. And so if you're if you if is your fourth wide receiver, a guy who last year was wide receiver eight in terms of total points for the eight games he was healthy, a guy that has never been worse than wide receiver 17 on a per-game basis during his career, a guy that was on pace for 90 catches and 12 touchdowns last year. Like, so, like, I was, A.J. Green is on the hate list, like he was somebody I was way down on, and then this injury happens, and then he keeps falling, keeps falling, and you know, to the extent that I've, I've, you know, because I've always banged sort of the drum against him because of, of the injury history. But now I think it's gone too far. Like, I actually think he's dropped too far, and I think he's actually sort of a, a bargain here. So if you're telling me I get 12 games out of A.J. Green for the seventh round... I'll sign up for that because you know he's still going to command a huge target share. And what we saw last year was he's still a very talented player when he's out there. The question is, when will he be out there? But again, in the seventh round, I think that upside is worth a flyer.
1: Sony Michelle Stefania dealing with a knee injury, or knee injury. But maybe I should say he was dealing with a knee injury because by recent indications, he's looked good and healthy.
2: Here's the problem. I think this knee is going to be something that he's dealing with for his career. Mm. Remember, he came in out of Georgia with a history of knee knee. Issues and then last year before the season even started He had to have the fluid drained he missed week one uh, Misses a couple weeks in the middle of the season because of a s- subsequent injury But then this spring ar- very quietly arthroscopic surgery on that same knee And that's why he was so restricted and they eased up his activity in camp. Yes. He looks good when he's out there There's no doubt about the talent. He looks good running right now But when you have a knee issue that has to be managed this early in your career, just think about another big-time running back we're talking about with workload management to protect his knee. Who is th- that? He's he plays for the Rams. Never heard of him. <laughs> his name is Todd Malcolm Brown. We're out. talking about
3: Malcolm Brown. Oh, it's Todd <laughs> right. Gurley.
2: I would just say that, oh, that Todd
3: Gurley. You're going to have to
2: watch that with with Sony Michelle. I think it, as long as they can protect his knee and, and manage it well during the season, that's great. But, but he
3: looks healthy now. I mean, that, right. I mean, that, that's the right,
2: but right. That's yeah. the risk. Yeah, baked in.
1: Looks good right now. Matthew and I both have him at running back 19. His ADP is 24th. The path to him sort of accomplishing his ranking here is that he is the primary ball carrier for the Patriots. Yep. Gets most of the goal to go work. And last year, he actually was third, uh, excuse me, second in the NFL in goal to go attempts behind just Todd Gurley. And he adds just a little bit of passing game value because last year, it was basically negligible. You think about the Patriots,
3: right? Fifth of the. 5th heaviest run offense in the NFL last year, 5th highest run percentage last year. And in fact, when they get in close, they like to run. They have been a top three team in the NFL in each of the last three years in terms of goal-to-go runs. And so there is a chance. I understand there's concern in terms of the health, but I'm actually in on both James White and Sonny Michelle at their current ADPs, both going outside the top 20 Sony Michelle has a legit chance, and I would love to know what the Vegas odds on this are, but Sony Michelle has a legit chance to lead the NFL in rushing
1: touchdowns. If he can stay healthy. Channel is innerly Garrett Blunt from a few years ago. I'm that would just, be useful for the Patriots.
3: I'm just saying, like they like him a lot there. I don't know what those odds are, but I'd be curious to know what those odds are because that would be a, I think that would be a worthwhile wager. How about if, div- if you lived in a state where that was legal?
1: 13 of them and counting, if I'm not mistaken. What's the? Someone find me the over-under on that. Devontae Freeman Stefania is dealing with a pair of injuries or dealt with a pair of injuries last year. His knee issue and the core issue as well, which seemed to be kind of the heart of it last season.
2: Yeah, the knee issue was a carryover from the prior year. Obviously, he it ended the previous season with, with knee concerns. And so in, in the preseason last year, we watched... And kind of holding the breath, wondering how the knee would hold up. But it ended up being a groin injury that cost him the rest of the season. He ended up having surgery, only played in two games last year. So I think that people have been shying away from Devontae Freeman, and understandably so. But that time off allowed him to really fully rehab everything in a way that he hadn't before. Got his feet wet in the last preseason game. They've been raving about him at camp I actually like Devontae Freeman this year. I think he's another guy who could have a bounce-back season.
1: Interesting. When I hear you say positive things about a guy's health, it usually encourages me. But right now his ADP is 13. I've got him at running back uh, 18, just ahead of Matthew here. Some warning signs. Maybe these are corrected by the health. The fact that he has gone down in terms of touches... Each of the past three seasons prior to last year, 22.5 in 2015, all the way down to 16.6 in 2017, his yards per carry also went down. Not a regressing player entirely, but slightly less efficient. And as a result of that, I'm a little bit less optimistic this year in Devontae Freeman.
3: Yeah. I mean, I am at 17. You have him at 18. Just to, uh, I said so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm slightly higher than you are. Uh, but both of us lower than the consensus at running back 13. He's one of those guys, like there's a handful of guys. That I just, I'm going to cop to like, I ranked him where I did because I think there's more risk than upside. But there's like, if Devontae Freeman stays healthy, would not surprise me if this guy's like a top five or seven running back. Like no Tevin Coleman there. I don't think Edo Smith gets the the huge amount. I don't, th- I think Tevin Coleman's workload last year is slightly higher than what Edo Smith does in this one. And you know, it's one of, the, it's going to be I'm one I'll of the best Devante offenses Freeman. in it. Yeah, he, it's, it's, it's one of the be, right. It's one of the best offensive lines in football. It's going to be one of the best offenses. Like if Freeman stays healthy, he certainly could have a huge year. Just the risk, I'm with you, Field, you and I both have him slightly lower than, than the consensus, or what Stefania is willing to do.
1: All right, taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Talk about some other players from list five.
0: And I see you in the 06 one
1: I misspoke. It's no longer list five. It's now list one. Back to list one. Preseason storylines people are buying. Matthew, what do you think about Emmanuel Sanders this year? What's the storyline and what are you buying or
3: selling? My storyline is that Emmanuel Sanders is not of this earth. I don't know. Listen, I'm no Stefania Bell. Correct. It is sometimes hard to get. Sometimes we get confused for each other. Um, we are both lovely. When that well, just, not seeing uh, it. Not every once in a while. Yeah, every yeah. once in a while. You are the you prettiest girl the bar. I am the prettiest girl in the bar. Thank you, Stefania mm-hmm. Bell. Look, I don't know, Stefania. Maybe you can explain this to me. How a 32 year old wide receiver comes back from a torn Achilles in eight months? Because I don't think that's possible. It's not humanly possible unless unless you have Cree blood. Which I mean, Emmanuel Sanders may not be of this earth. That's what I'm saying. He may secretly be a Cree. Was that a Star Trek reference? No, it's an MCU reference. What's 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 the Cree in MCU? The uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, I know what MCU
0: is. What's the (laughs) Cree?
3: The the Cree is a alien race. Is an alien race like you didn't see Captain Marvel? No. Right, and you don't watch Agents of Shield, which no. I do as well. Yeah. So
0: the Kree is an alien. You watch it because you're like, someday, man. So, I'm That's hoping. Good. That's going to be me someday. I'm hoping.
3: I mean, they've done eight seasons of the show. I like, could go to oh brother guys, get on. like one scene or two. Come on, like <laughs> give me one at casting point, call. This is all I'm asking. <laughs> I'm asking Agents of Shield. Come on. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So the 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 Kree are an, an alien race that have like blue blood and they're you know superhuman and like you know they they heal quickly and the whole thing. So anyway. Uh, I've, I've done a poor job of explaining the Cree, so anybody, I'm sorry our MCU nerds are like going like, Why? so anyway, whatever, I was I was in a movie you weren't. All right, the point is, Emmanuel Sanders is not of this earth. He may have Cree blood or something, but uh, he looked amazing. He's looked amazing. He's looked amazing on the gram. He's looked amazing in the preseason action. We've seen him in Field Yates. This is a guy who, prior to getting injured last year, was the 11th best wide receiver in fantasy. He is normally like a top 20-ish guy, and he's currently going... In the tenth in the uh, in the tenth round, as wide receiver thirty five, his ADP continues to rise. But still, I would argue that the number one wide receiver on what should be a passable offense. Like I don't Ooh. think the I don't think the Broncos Ooh. are going to be a great offense. I don't even think they're going to be a good offense. But I think they're not going to be one of the worst. Off- I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. They'll be passable. They'll be a mediocre offense. They'll be the oh six oh one oh offense of the NFL. And so Joe Flacco is a. He's a professional quarterback. Like, Joe Flacco's not, Joe Flacco is not going to be much worse this year than Case Keenum was last year, would be my argument there, right? I don't think that's a big stretch. And again, Sanders, I think, is going to be the number one guy there, especially because we know Flacco likes to keep it short. And so Sanders, who's running more short routes at this stage of his career, anyway. I think he's a massive value in the 10th round. No but one's going to
1: help Stefania. Matthew says Cree blood. What say you? Yeah,
2: I don't know anything about that, but I will say this. Um, uh, number one, we are seeing shorter returns from Achilles surgeries. I think this idea that nobody can come back from them that, that you're going to see that changing because surgery's evolved and rehab has evolved, but not everyone looks as good out of the gate as Emmanuel Sanders did. And one reason I would suggest that maybe he looks even better than we expected he also underwent a surgical procedure on his ankle while he was rehabbing his Achilles, his ankle on the opposite side. He had what they call a tightrope procedure. That's what Tua had in Alabama. And it became sort of recognized as the Alabama procedure uh, just because it got all kinds of attention there. But Emmanuel Sanders, you'll remember that ankle really gave him a lot of trouble in the two years prior and actually affected his ability to get down the field and make moves at times. So some subtle instability there gets that taken care of along with the Achilles. Rehab's hard. Looks great in the preseason. And if he can stay healthy, uh, there's no reason to think he won't be all systems go by week one. And that was the question for him.
3: Which is amazing. And it's worth noting, by the way, the Cree, Thirsty Kyle threw this up on the screen. The Cree are a scientifically and technologically advanced militaristic race of mostly blue skinned humanoids from the planet
1: Hala. Well done there, There Kyle. Chris Carson will have a bigger role in the passing game this year. Matthew, buy, sell, indifferent. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm in on that. Look, I
3: love Chris Carson. You know, we did a bit two years ago on the fantasy show where I was banging the drum for Chris Carson. I was banging it so hard that like we literally had a drum. We literally had the Chris Carson drum that we kept banging. So I continue to bang the drum for Chris Carson here. He was in the love list. Loved him last year as well. Look, we know the ground game usage is going to be obvious, right, okay? Seattle led the NFL in rushing last year. It's a massive rushing attempt. Carson ranked third among all running backs in carries per game. Brian Schottenheimer has come out and said, You know, hey, I want this guy to catch like 50 balls this year. And you sort of think like, how possible is that? And then you sort of look at what the Seahawks have on their roster. Like, I literally think their number two wide receiver after Tyler Lockett is you. Like, it's, it's, I mean, you know, all due respect to Gary Jennings Jr. and Jazz Ferguson and Jerron Brown. Like, it's, like, it's, it's a, it's a motley crew after Tyler Lockett. And so if you're, if you're Brian Schottenheimer and you're Pete Carroll and you're like, how are we moving the ball here? Right? You're going, it's Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And so, uh, you know, J.D. McKissick and, and, you know, C.J. Proseis have never been able to stay healthy. So, hey, can we make Chris Carson a three-down back? And so, look, I think the usage of Massive here, he's currently still going in the fifth round. He's an insane value as well. Yeah, give me all the Chris Carson. Bang in the drum once again for Chris Carson.
1: One more here. James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers will be a bell cow back this year. Buying or selling? I am
3: buying that. Again, we heard rumors, and I was sort of bought into this. Hey, listen, they want to use Benny Snell at the goal line. Jalen Samuels was going to be more involved. And then you see what they've done in the preseason. And, you know, and just hearing some of the coach speak, and they seem to have quelled that. Like, James Conner going to be the guy. Like, he's going to have a massive, a massive usage, just like he did last year as well. So I think Samuels will be involved somewhat, but I don't think it's going to be at James Conner's expense. I expect him to see, once again, close to 20 touches a game. I moved him way up in my personal ranks as well. I think he's an end of the first round, top of the second round guy. And that's not where he's currently going on ESPN.com. His current ADP on ESPN is, uh, is 17.5. So he's going towards the end of the second round. And I think he's a viable end of the first round, top of the second round
1: guy. Quietly average the third most routes per game amongst running backs. So definitely a dual threat back. I love him in season long. I also love him. When I play Daily Fantasy on DraftKings, Daniel.
0: Yeah, you do, Field. You know, football season is coming up quick, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, is celebrating with huge Week 1 contests. It all starts when Green Bay and Chicago kick off the season with a Thursday night single-game showdown contest and $2.5 million in total prizes are up for grabs. Matthew, that was so nice to put up your weekly paycheck for this DraftKings thing. New users who sign up today on DraftKings.com slash FFF will receive a free Fine. shot at the $1 million What do I get in prize? exchange for that, you think? That's a great question. Mm. That's a great question. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. But you don't have to wait until week one to get into the action. Because right now, all users can get a deposit bonus up to five. Hundred dollars. Go to DraftKings.com/FFF to get in on the action for a limited time. Both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to five hundred bucks. And as a extra special week one bonus, new users who sign up at DraftKings.com/FFF will receive a free shot at the one million dollars with your first deposit. Don't forget that's DraftKings.com/FFF for all new and existing users to claim your special offer. Only at DraftKings. Let's make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And if you are interested in listening to some DFS content, Mike Clay and I are going to be doing a DFS podcast after our Friday show. Totally independent show, but here in the Fantasy Focus feed. So you can check out some DFS content on Fridays after our Big Friday Okay, Friday
1: afternoons, you'll get your DFS
0: content, and that'll lead you into the weekend
1: when Stefania has a big injury piece that runs every Saturday. Speaking of Stefania, we're back to you. And Stefania, mathematically speaking, (laughs) all ACLs are not created equally. Let's begin with the rundown of some of the notable players coming off of that vaunted ACL tear, beginning with Darius Geis.
2: Right. And to your point, Field, that all CLs, all ACLs are not created equal, I feel like I need to say that because we've gotten so familiar with ACL injuries happening in the NFL that I think there's this assumption like, oh, if they have it one year, they'll be back next year and they'll be 100%. Not everybody returns to 100%. Not everybody even returns to the sport. And things that factor into it include how smooth the rehab process is, what was damaged beside the ACL, were there other ligaments or meniscus injury involved? And then uh, how does the workload get ramped up? We saw some problems with Dalvin Cook last year when his workload accelerated too quickly. So with all those things factored together, um, on average, nine to 12 months is about the time we expect to see an NFL player return to action. And you're going to see in this list Several guys who had different, who had really similar time frames, but very different results. Darius Geis tore his ACL in the preseason last year, had an infection after surgery, stayed down in Pensacola, had a subsequent clean out procedure, so started off behind in his rehab. But to his credit, has caught up and has now seen some preseason action. I see everybody getting very high on Darius guys. My only concern would be they've got to protect him from doing too much too soon or you could see a Dalvin cooks
3: I was just going to say that's what happened with Dalvin last year right yeah so they just they got too excited too soon here's what's here's what's great because anyone that's watched the Redskins knows not to get excited too soon the Redskins could literally be 16 and0 heading into the playoffs and Redskins fans would be like yeah when's the bottom fallout we we just we've been we 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 know how this movie ends. It never
1: ends well. Matthew officially predicting sixteen to know for the Redskins. Let's get the various right. guys though, Matthew. How excited are you? Or how sort of weird I'm fired are you? up? Fired up.
3: Remember, he was my ride or die last year. And when it's when it's somebody who's a ride or die, you know what that is. You, you can die. can't die. No, yeah. you can't. You ha- you have to a ride or die. I'm still alive, barely. By a thread. Make no mistake. (laughs) You have no idea how thin that thread is, but somehow I'm still here, still alive, still in front of a microphone. And as long as that happens, give me some Darius guys. I love this kid. And I have to tell you, like he, I don't think people remember how highly rated this guy was coming out of college. Just what a rock star he was at LSU, you know, by all accounts from a pure football standpoint. Saquon Barkley was the only running back coming out of that class last year that people had rated higher than Geis, and some people had Geis just equal to Barkley. Those people were crazy, but... I understand. I understand. Listen, I understand, but the fact is is that being second place to Saquon Barkley, no insult. All right, let's get to Will Fuller of the Texans, Stefania. All I'm saying here is, is that I think he's going to have a big year. Remember, Adrian Peterson, top five in terms of rushing attempts last year. The Redskins, what they want to do is they know they're going to have shaky quarterback play, so what they're going to do is they're going to run the ball, not turn it over and play good defense. I think Darius Geis, considering where he's currently going, like in the ninth round, is an insane steal. Love, love, love me some Darius
1: Geis. Will Fuller of the Texans to find you. What do we know about him coming off of another major injury?
3: Injured
2: week eight, so a lot later than Darius Geis, but a very smooth rehab for Will Fuller and has been on track all through camp. Now, there was some note that he left practice early as recently as last week. Bill O'Brien reminding everyone it's workload management. You're going to hear that term a lot. Will Fuller on track to be ready to go week one, but will they play him every snap? Probably not out of the gate.
1: Matthew, they need someone to catch passes opposite of DeAndre Hopkins, and right now, QD, unlikely for Week One. Duke Johnson, I mean, the only back there. How much of a breakout year could this be for Will Fuller? Look,
3: it's it's all about the health, the talent is not the question. Like you know, we we were like, oh, the the touchdown rate is insane, and then it just it keeps going. But I'm at wide receiver 31. His ADP is wide receiver 36. So I'm more bullish at that range. I think he's worth the gamble because again, he's not going to be your starting wide receiver. So. When he's out there, we know he's insane, right? He's had 11 career games with Deshaun Watson. He has 11 touchdowns in those games, right? 45 catches, 65 targets, over 780 yards here, 17.2 fantasy points per game, would have been wide receiver 13 on a per game basis last year, just ahead of T.Y. Hilton. That's what you're talking about here with Deshaun Watson. And again, with sort of, it's going to have to be pass friendly. Again, cause with that offensive line, they're not going to be able to run the ball. I think their running game will be dump offs to Duke Johnson. We'll see if they sign anyone here in the next week, but like they're going to have to throw. And Hopkins obviously will get his, but Will Fuller is such a big play guy. And again, the injury risk is already baked into the ADP. Currently going as wide receiver thirty six. Like I said, I have at wide receiver thirty one, sort of higher than that. But you know, for me uh, to get a guy like Will Fuller with that kind of upside, right in uh, in the I'm looking at here in the tenth round. In the tenth round. Same like he's going in the same round as like Marvin Jones. Like, give me Will Fuller all day, every day. Like Marvin Jones is what he is. Sorry, Daniel, but like give me the upside of a guy like Will Fuller.
1: You mentioned they need to add a running back in the next week, and just as a little heads up, I tweeted something to the effect of the Texans need to consider a trade from Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon Subsequently liked that tweet, which basically yeah. confirms he's going to be a Texan <laughs> within like the next five days, oh, right? So okay. wow. that little, when it happens, when it just, happens, just remember that, that, that we had tweet. it first. Melvin, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once Gordon, it happens, Melvin remember. Melvin Gordon likes field years. Wow. You well, d- listen to know I, Field had
2: people? He's got Melvin they, Gordon. I
3: mean, honestly, listen. <laughs> Uh, so Melvin Gordon yesterday responded to somebody who said they drafted him in the sixth round, and and Melvin responded he saying like I feel no, I, I'm offended. He, offended. he yeah. said I'm offended. Sixth but he round, had I'm offended. like
2: crying laugh like yeah yeah. yeah. Know, I mean he
3: was he, he was joking around. He was yeah. fun. But then I quote tweeted that, tagged him and you know said like Hey Melvin, just promise us you'll be there for day one, and you're a first rounder. You know what do you say? Or just tell us when you're going to be there. And uh didn't crickets didn't respond. <laughs> Interesting. So okay. just and yet in you terms responded of you won, to Field. He yeah yeah yeah. He hundred hmm. percent like um uh. So so anyway, I guess in terms of in terms of Twitter followers, more Field Yates than me for Melvin Gordon. There you uh, go. In terms of in terms of our connection to Melvin Gordon, I think you're closer than I am.
1: Let's keep it in L. A. with Cooper Cups to find you, who has seemingly not made, his name. <laughs> Matthews of the Cooper Cup, who has made just a remarkable comeback from the ACL. Here's a guy
2: who got injured in week 10. So one of the later ACL injuries of the season, who has perhaps the best outcome so far, obviously no games yet played, but has had an amazing rehab process, was very involved in it. I've talked a lot about this already. I'll just say everything looks ready to go for him. Um, He's taken contact in their joint practices. He's showing that he can do everything. Workload management, again, is probably going to be a thing early on just to make sure he's protected. But... I love Cooper Cup this year. Really do.
3: Matthew, Not as much as I him. do. That's, there you go. Have at it, Matthew. Let, you love him a lot. Let's arm wrestle for who loves Cooper Cup more.
2: He did say the nickname was okay. He did acknowledge that. i it. just saying.
0: My little Cooper Cup. <laughs> also, right. I truly believe if you and Stefania arm wrestled that she would beat you. As <laughs> as you. It's a like, great I don't point. Think, Are you really saying that's a me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you take an L, L, L there. It's definitely arms gold. I would cheat. I'm just going
3: to be honest. I would cheat. grab the table. Yeah. I'd kick her underneath the table or something like that. Go over the top. Um I will say, I feel like in terms of producing the show, it does feel weird that they wanted you to talk about Cooper Cup and not my little Cooper. Go Cup. ahead, he have has, at it. No, no, You're no, no, no. no. We, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the outline. I'm just saying. I already told he's Field, my little he Cooper Lay out here and let you have it. So he's I'm,
0: my little I'm, Cooper Cup. I know. I'm gonna let fuel Go in on the next have two at guys. It, buddy. I something.
3: Wide receiver 11 on a points per game basis last year. If you if you not count the game in which he got injured, uh, seventh most red zone targets per game over his career. You know, like. It's going to be a very good offense. You mentioned they're going to limit Todd Gurley's workload. Well, where does that workload go? Like it's still going to be a high, you know, it's still going to be a an efficient, you know, fast moving offense. Some of them will go to Daryl Henderson, but not all of them. Like Cooper Cup is, it's interesting. So I'm, I'm, I was having, I'm in a dynasty league and I'm negotiating with Cooper, with the guy that has Cooper Cup in our league, my friend Jeff Collins. Uh, and Jeff is just like, you know, I like him better than Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods in Dynasty. Like, he would be my favorite Rams wide receiver, which I thought was really—and Jeff's a really smart guy. And uh anyway, I thought that was really interesting. And I don't disagree, actually. I think I would—in Dynasty, I think I would have Cooper Cup, high, Cooper Cup, my little Cooper Cup, higher than Cooks or Woods. Your thoughts?
1: Uh I'd have Cooks just the highest because uh they're the same age. Cooper Cup entered the NFL very old. Correct. Right. Cooks entered the NFL very young and uh, Brandon Cooks under contract with the Rams for 5 more seasons so you know where he is going to be at some point the Rams are going to have to not be are, are not going to be able to keep all of these great players they have so right. uh, i'll take the certainty of it list uh, Brandon Cooks has been we have already hit the number of trades he's allowed to be involved in in his NFL career so i'm i'm stating it right now new wow. NFL bylaw that Brandon That's Cooks has to be with fact the Rams Interesting. No, it's not actually. It's not actually. You can't. You
3: can actually turn (laughs) everything. Well, anyway, I'm at 16. You have it where receiver 17. His ADP is 19. You and I both more bullish on my little Cooper Cup than the
1: consensus. So, let's wrap it up with a pair of 49ers, and not really on the draft radar, but just some intel to pass along for those interested in the team.
2: Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo can't be traded anymore either. That's just me as a 49ers fan saying that. Look, this is an example here at the 49ers of how different two ACL surgery outcomes can be you have Jimmy Garoppolo and Jerick McKinnon different positions different demands on the knee but injured uh, injured excuse me at about the same time Jerick McKinnon in the preseason late in the preseason last year and Jimmy Garoppolo in week three similar injuries same surgeon almost identical rehabs but look at the differences now Jerick McKinnon having another setback you know he's just activated off the pup list when I was there at camp Had a setback subsequently, another setback that they're even talking about the potential for him to go on injured reserve. We'll wait and see how it plays out. But that's a huge loss there and a huge unfortunate setback for him. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, we saw the rust and we saw the challenges that are sometimes not addressed openly enough. The fear factor of coming back and facing a swarming defense when you're coming back with a reconstructed knee. He looked much better in Kansas City. I think Garoppolo has a good year going forward. and. Essentially, you can factor the injury out in the sense that he's going to play week one. You expect him to be there in full for every game. Jarek McKinnon, meanwhile, may not play at all.
1: We have basically been operating under the idea that if you're getting anything out of McKinnon, it's basically gravy throughout much of the preseason. We had dropped him from our ranks, but this feels like one of the best two running backs or I guess split running back, backfields right, so that can right. both carry fantasy relevance week to week. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breed. I've said previously I'm a little bit worried about drafting either one of them because I, I, even though I have Coleman ranked higher, I think Breed is the better overall runner, but we'll see. I hope for Jarek McKinnon's own sake, he finds a way back. Although it sounds like, uh, you know, an IR designation could be coming for him although, again.
3: I have to tell you, I mean, Tevin, see, I actually disagree. I actually like both guys. Again, because it's all about value for me, right? Tevin Coleman's going as running back 31 in the 10th round. Mm. Matt Breida is going in the 13th round as running back 41. Like, if you can, you're telling me for running back 31 and 41, I can have the 49ers running back? Like, Kyle Shanahan is always, like, Kyle Shanahan, like, that offense was such a mess last year. Like, Raheem Mostert was fantasy viable. Jeff Wilson Jr. was fantasy viable for a minute there. Pretty much everyone except for Alfred Morris. And and so, the fact here is is that, I mean, yeah, give me Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida at running back thirty one and running back forty one. I will bet both guys outperform their ADP this year. Who are you betting against? No, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm offering I'm, you. No, go have at it. I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I All just right. Like, I say he's I, good. Yeah. Then, I'm, then the whoever whoever's anyone else that doesn't agree with me. There all you right. go. I'm just I'm just putting it
1: out there for the universe. There you go. Someone can make a bet Whatever. with Matthew Berry. Is show over Let's yet? Let's go to the crafty promo.
3: <laughs> it's New York Times bestselling author Matthew Berry
1: with another self-serving, self-indulgent all about me promo.
3: So two quick things I want to mention here. You just mentioned me talking about my friend Jeff Collins that I'm in that Dynasty League with. So Jeff Collins is a guy who runs a site called Numberball. Jeff Collins is the best dfs player in the world he's won over two million dollars just in the last year alone and him and i are uh relaunching rotopassdaily.com in essence him and i handpicked a bunch of different sites including numberball and like i was like jeff how did you win two million dollars in dfs contests last year and he said let me take you through the process let me teach people how to get better at dfs and so we got all the sites that he uses his own personal site rotopassdaily.com so me and jeff collins um at Jeff L. Hefe, for people who are on Twitter, at Jeff L. Hefe, that's his uh, DFS name as well. So we're doing that. And then people, I get asked all the time about the Vampire League. You know, hey, are you doing a Vampire League? I'm doing two of them again this year. And we're doing them this today. So if you go to the Fantasy Life app and you just download it again for free, we're having a contest with all the preseason games. Like you have to pick all the preseason games. And the top 30 people that, that, uh, win in this contest either get to be in a Vampire League with me or get a free Madden code. So, Pretty good deal. Pretty big contest yeah, that we're a running right there. there. Yeah. It's 100% free. So if you want to play in a Vampire League with me or uh, or you want a free Madden code, just got to earn it. Super easy. Download the Fantasy Life app. Go to fantasylifeapp.com. Enter the contest again. All 100% free. Good
0: stuff there, Daniel. We have another submission for the Listener's League. Read away, my friend. You bet we do. So the show league is full, but for one open spot. And I am going to read a submission right now. I'm sorry, now. just to make – you well, said the
1: show, the show league is, has one spot has left. one, one spot, spot open. So okay, the, got the, we, we got an. E- I did get an email from the
0: woman from Vegas that, yep. uh, that came to, to both sessions. She, she is in, and she accepted her invite already. As she, a, We've been waiting she on heard Stefania. heard it, so congratulations to her. Yep, Stefania finally joined the league. So thank you for that, Stefania. Nice Ooh. job, Starfania. Uh, all right, here we go. Here's a, a submission. Yes, sir. It's a little bit long. I ask you to bear with me while we go through this. Okay. I thought I was the one that was. I thought I was the only one. That's I know. To be I should be staying in show. my lane. My lane. I know. I, that's your fault. That's my fault. Uh, Dear 06010, For a couple of years, I've thought of writing this email and trying to join this league as a listener since at least twenty fifteen and a draft day manifesto reader for even longer. Thank you. But when I was listening to the pod on Monday, August twenty sixth, it brought on a wave of emotions when Field and Daniel discussed personal meaning and connections to fantasy football. As I said, a couple years ago, I thought it would be fun for my best friend and I to try and join the formerly named Man's League, this year the show league, because we had been such fans and readers of Matthew Barry. But I never wrote that email. and probably felt like we had so many years to do so. I'm actually, I'm just going to give this to Keith and I'm not going to be able to get through this whole thing. I'm going to let Keith finish reading this.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: <clears throat> Unfortunately, last July, I lost my best friend, Zach to sudden sickness and infection. Not even 30 years old, I obviously thought of all the things in my life he couldn't be a part of. But one thing, no matter how insignificant to some and seemingly shallow in my own mind, the thing that kept creeping into my head was fantasy football. It's a yearly and even better weekly game, giving me the most fun excuse to keep in touch with my best friend. See, Zach introduced me to it in about 2008. I had never been a football guy, but I was the one guy that the 0 says to try to invite every year. And being best friends, I was his choice to bring in and even up the numbers. And after that first year, regardless of my six of eight place finish, I was hooked. I called him every week. We discussed rankings. We raced to finish the manifesto. And once in college, unknown to my family, I flew from California to Colorado for the weekend just because it was the week we were playing each other. Zach was integral in my life And for about a decade, fantasy football brought us even closer. He was a big part of what fantasy football meant to me. This, as you can imagine, made for a tough year and a rough 2018 season. I wanted so bad to play for him, but I think I just wasn't ready. I had one of my worst seasons. I didn't invest myself the same. I had lost my confidant and simply struggled in too many ways. But now I want to reinvigorate myself in something that I enjoy so much. So, I'm writing this email for him and for myself as well. Please, 06010, grant, you, grant us access to the league. The mediocrity won't disappoint, as even though the pod downloads automatically, no need to hustle. And I try my best to actually listen. You know how that goes. Thank you for all of your time, laughter, and advice. Byron P. It's beautiful. Wow. Very touching from uh, Byron. Um very sad. Zach. Your heart
1: goes out to him. I mean like listening from the heavens right now. And um that's the kind of emotion that I think fantasy football has a way a rare and you knew unique way of uh eliciting. Well
3: Yeah, I mean that's the I mean
1: That's what it's all
3: about so right there, right? Fantasy life. Right. I mean that's the you know, it's like it's it's all like just it is it is a community, it is a it is a bond, it is a it is a special language, it is it's it's not just a dumb game. I mean, there's it's definitely a dumb game in it, but like it means so much more than that. And um uh listen, well, uh thank you, Byron, Byron for sharing. That, for sharing right. that. I, that couldn't have been an easy email to write. Um like that guy's gotta be in, right? I mean no like question, right. I mean like Byron just, and Zach. Byron and Zach together. Byron and Zach and together. Zach. Both Both and Zach together. So, yeah. so so Byron and Zach.
1: Welcome, welcome to, the, to the, the show league. league. Put it on the board. Good stuff there. A fitting way to fill up the last spot because that invokes all of the emotions. We look forward to having Byron and Zach in the show league this year and cannot wait for that draft to take place at some point over the next week or so. We are back tomorrow. We've got Mock Draft Friday. It's the busiest weekend of the year for transactions. A lot can change, but tomorrow, one mock draft to get you ready for Labor Day weekend. Talk to you then. Peace out.
3: Give me grief for being on Sports Center for forty-five seconds. You think you could do better than me?
0: Because I don't think you could. Bait, field Yates.
1: You're, you're you're terrible at hashtag improv. At, 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 at Field Yates. At
0: Field Yates. Stefania Find bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. <laughs> Secret squirrel, Daniel, die. Make, make 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 it happen. Mediocre fan.
3: Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO.
4: Gemini, you may find
0: yourself struggling with alertness today. That's because you stayed up last night celebrating the hundreds of dollars a year you could save by switching to GEICO. Your struggle will continue well into the afternoon during Philip's status meeting, in which you'll say, no, Philip, I wasn't snoring. I have severe seasonal allergies. Your presentation was
4: riveting. Well played, Gemini. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.